Hello, fam. Thanks for joining in. We're joining you from Friendship Church Studios in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota. Thanks for engaging with us today. Pastor Matt and Pastor Joel are joining me to discuss an incredible story from the scriptures, a woman who needed healing and found the Messiah. I wonder if today is the day that Jesus meets your deepest need. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, Buckle up and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Pastor Joel here saying happy early Mother's Day. We hope to see you this weekend. We have some chocolates, but even more, we love you. We hope to see you in Shakopee or Prior Lake at 9 or 1045. We are looking forward to seeing you and honoring you as we celebrate the one, capital O, who gave us life. Hello, fam. Thanks for joining in. I'm here with Matt and Joel. And guys, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you. Thanks for grabbing a hold of the podcast last week and running with it. You did a great job. It was fun listening in and and hearing you um, it torment me from a distance. That was fantastic. That was very fun. <laughs> I could tell you were having a great time. We've noted before that often the two of you gang up on me or Kenny and I gang up on Joel, but rarely do Joel and I gang up on Kenny. That's and right. uh. we really went the man's route to wait until you were out of the room <laughs> in order to go after you. Take that, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. Hey, well done, fellas. He's 3,000 miles away. Let's make fun of him. You know the nicest thing about Kenny being gone? We didn't have to leave Prior Lake. Right? Yes. We built yeah, the were, makeshift studio for the day. Yeah, we you did. were at Friendship Church Studio B. Yeah, it yeah. was the uh, the cove <laughs> in Prior Lake. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Literally where women take their babies to take yeah. care of them during a service. Well, so that, that was an interesting point you brought up in the podcast and actually a part of the direction I wanted to go. Um, so last week uh, was also my mom's birthday, and so we got to have a, a surprise birthday party for my mom. It was super cool. All my kids made it. Uh, a bunch of my cousins, uh, her her siblings were there also. It was, it was just really fun. But one of the things I was reminded of that she reminded me of actually was how, how oftentimes she would have to work during the week. And so one of my uncles would, you know, take us for the evening or something like that. And then when she would uh, get us back, there was always this like decompression and that's not a good word for it. Uh, maybe it's, um, fixing. Yeah, that's what it was. It was fixing after my uncles had had time with me, you know, uh, just, yeah. just things had changed a little bit. She had to tweak some stuff. And, and that's what I realized last week when, when you guys took my baby for the week, <laughs> I, and we're going to have to fix some things. So we're, we're, we're working on it. We're looking oh, forward man. to the correction you'll provide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Well, one of the things I loved is uh, last week, though, that you guys did was the Jesus said what the extended, you know, like we're taking it from the, the sermon series and extending it a little bit. But it got me thinking of just different stories from the scriptures that that we read. And we we sometimes have a cultural perspective that is is incomplete and looking and I don't know that we can ever fully 
understand uh, cultural things, but I think we can certainly add to those cultural elements that that we see in the scriptures and and to better understand. I'm not saying adding to scriptures. I'm just saying better understand the culture to understand that passage. Right. So, uh, with that in mind, I I'd like to go to uh, a, a passage that. Um, I don't know that that maybe maybe some of us know, some of us don't know, and I'll, I'm going to start in the Old Testament with Malachi chapter four verse two, and I, I don't know if you have that, Joel. Do you have that passage? Yep. Well, why don't you go ahead and read that passage for us, and then we're going to fast forward to Mark chapter five and start in verse 25, I think, through 34. All right, read them back to back for you. Uh, let's go ahead and read Malachi, and then we'll we'll stop and talk right. about it for a moment, yeah. and then we'll jump into Mark. All right, so Malachi 4, verse 2. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves. <laughs> calves? <laughs> You shall go out leaping like calves from the, from the stall. That's that's okay. Uh, you know that's that might be one of those regional dialect things. That's what I'm wondering about. Calvary. Is, is maybe here is cavalry. In the Great White North, we say calves. Mm-hmm. Is that we do? And okay. they grow up to be koas. Koas. <laughs> you see all the koas out in the field. Eh? See, I feel like already we're starting to do some correction where Matt and I are teaming up. Against Joel again. Yes. This, this feels Amen. good. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. Yes. Oh. So uh, that that passage is is um, uh, one of the messianic passages. The by the time the first century rolled around, the the rabbis and and really the Pharisees had grabbed a hold of this passage and said, you know, it this is about the coming Messiah. And there will be a unique gifting of healing that this Messiah brings along with him. And so, you know, that's inferred, but in Hebrew, it comes out a little bit more clearly. And so here's what I mean by that. The, the word for wings there is the word kanaf. And kanaf can certainly mean wings if you're thinking in terms of like birds and that sort of thing, but it can also be a word that's used for corners. So by the time the first century rolled around, they were saying, hey, this Messiah, when he comes, he's going to have a unique healing healing gift in his corners. And like, oh, what does that mean? Well, they had a prayer shawl, and they would wear these prayer shawls, I mean, especially in public, and Jesus seems to wear this prayer shawl. The prayer shawl would have, um, the, it's called a talit, and it would have 613... Um, fringes on it, reminding them of the the laws found in the Torah. And so Jesus wore one of these, and they believed that, at least in the first century, the Messiah would have a healing property in the corner, in the kanaf, of his talit, his prayer shawl. So uh, with that in mind, let's fast forward to this great story that we see in Mark chapter 5. Mark 5, verses 25 through 34, says this, And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse.' 
She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I even touch his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. That's great. Thank you. So, obviously, uh, we see this uh, Malachi 4 passage played out here, and Jesus is identified as the Messiah. But what I'd like to do is, let's, let's just take a moment and kind of break this passage down a little bit. I, I know, Matt, just before we started, you said this is one of your favorite passages, and it's I recognize this is all the Word of God, and so it's it's hard to say my favorite passage. My favorite thing God said mm. was just this: like it's all God's Word, so we love all of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that being said, what are what are some uh, things that you identify about this lady? What are some things about this lady that you go, oh, this is an interesting piece, or this comes to mind, or uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, for me, this passage is so important because it ties in with the passages that are around it mm-hmm. in order to give us a greater sense of Mark's primary thesis in Mark 1.1, that this is Jesus, the Messiah, the mm-hmm. Son of God. All right, w- what is that identity all about? Mm-hmm. Well, this passage helps us understand that when we read it in the context of the other passages around it. So I... Uh, This passage is intentionally interwoven in all three of the Gospels in which it appears with another passage about a synagogue ruler named Jairus. Mm -hmm. And Jairus had enjoyed his daughter, uh, right? Like what? uh, Boys are awesome. But how do we feel as dads about our daughters? Mm -hmm. They they are our jewels, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we... we just can't. My daughter's graduating from college this year, so I just mm-hmm. wrote a letter to her about that, and like I, I couldn't get through it dry eyed because mm-hmm. our, our daughters are our jewels, and this guy had enjoyed his daughter for twelve years, and now she mm-hmm. is sick to the point of dying. Mm-hmm. And as Jesus is on his way, he is grabbed by this woman, and how long has she had this bleeding disease? For 12 years. Mm-hmm. So the exact same amount of time that this man has been enjoying his daughter and that relationship, this woman has been suffering. Mm. Uh, and, and the disease isn't the primary suffering that she's been going through. Uh, the disease is terrible, um, but the disease of bleeding means that she is ceremonially unclean or, yes. or impure. She can't go into Jarius's synagogue. Yeah. And so these two are contrasted, uh, him enjoying this wonderful life where he is the ruler of the synagogue, enjoys his daughter, he is well-to-do, he's the, he's the ruler of the synagogue, and people would have thought of him as Jesus' equal. They would have been wrong, but they right. would have thought of him as Jesus' equal. Jesus, yeah. you want time in the synagogue? You go see Jairus. Yeah. Whereas this woman was at the very bottom of society's wrong, right? I mean, she is ceremonially unclean. She had, what, what was the phrase, suffered at the hands 
of many doctors. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we read Jewish documents from this time, we find out that this kind of external bleeding was often treated by intentional beatings in order to try and form bruising and clotting to stop the bleeding. They would try and get you to drink different kinds of poisons to stop the bleeding. Uh, I think my favorite treatment uh, is... They would have you sit, at, and I don't understand all of this, um, but the Jewish rabbis would have you sit at the intersection of two roads, and a friend would jump out to try and scare you and say, and say, arise from your flux, and then you would quickly drink a glass of wine, and hopefully that would heal you. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, why is that your favorite? I, it's Yeah, yeah, why indeed? <laughs> Sounds like a stupid game high schoolers would play. <laughs> right. So she, she had uh, uh, literally been physically tortured, emotionally tortured during yeah. this time. Uh, and and we see Jesus react to both of these people, the, bo- mm-hmm. the bottom of society and the top of society, and we see them react in the same way to Jesus. As soon as Jesus gets off the boat, Jairus falls on his face yeah. before Jesus. The woman, when Jesus calls her out, falls on her face before Jesus, and we see the humility and faith in both of these people yeah. that Jesus loves to interact with. Uh, it's just beautiful. And of course, there's like the the human element in me where I put myself in Jairus's place in this, and Jesus stops yeah. to ask this woman what her life story is. Like, yeah. dude, my daughter is dying. What? What? <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah. And he's like, well, what's your deal? And his compassion for the woman to stop. Yeah. And even though every social pressure says, no, 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 go to the important man's daughter, he stops and listens to her, and he, she's the only person in all of the scriptures that Jesus refers to as my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's so compassionate towards her in mm-hmm. all of this, and it's just it's just overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I, I think here we we see again. again uh, you, be, sorry, you better stop uh, me. No, no. I told no. you it's a favorite. You're gonna. No, you're this, gonna have to, that's phenomenal. <laughs> You've, you're drawing out some really great things, but. One of the things you, that that you said there was with respect to Jairus and his daughter, and then Jesus saying, "The my only daughter. place in Scripture, yeah. my daughter." What another like uh, identifying to Jairus? This is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? The way you feel about your twelve-year-old baby girl, I, yeah. I feel about this woman who is my creation. Yeah, yeah. and culturally I, has been dead to much of society. Like yes. you haven't seen her in this in the synagogue because she can't come in. Right. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. And, and I think as we as you look at all three of the Gospels that tell this story, mm-hmm. not only do we see Jairus and this woman linked together, but we actually see four passages that are always linked together here in these three Gospels. And it starts with Jesus calming a storm, where the disciples are like, don't you care that we're going to die? Mm-hmm. And Jesus stands up and he rebukes the wind and the waves and he calms the storm. Mm-hmm. Then they land and he encounters legion. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, the biggest, baddest demonic presence in the area, and Jesus casts out legion into the pigs, and they famously run off the hillside, etc. Right. And then they come back and experience Jairus and the woman, and then in the end, spoiler alert, Jesus <laughs> raises Jairus's daughter from the dead after addressing the woman, and so. Like Mark's whole point, the point of the Gospels is Jesus' identity. Mm-hmm. And what do we see here? We see Jesus clearly uh, declaring in his actions, I am Lord over the physical creation, mm. right? The wind and the waves obey me. I am Lord over the spiritual creation, the 
greatest demonic presence in this area does whatever I tell that demonic presence to do. I am Lord over illness. That woman has been sick for 12 years. Everyone has tried to cure, but Mm -hmm. I can do it. Mm -hmm. On top of that, and I think maybe even more important than that, I am Lord over what is clean and unclean. This woman has been unclean Mm -hmm. in her touching me. I should become unclean. Right. But instead, because I am cleanliness itself, she becomes clean by touching me rather than me becoming unclean. Right. And we see that with Jesus again and again. He is cleanliness itself. The unclean become clean by touching him. And then, of course, I am Lord over life and death. And Mm -hmm. I go and raise, he goes and raises this young girl from the dead. And it's just such a clear declaration about his identity. I am Lord over all of these things the physical creation, the spiritual creation, what is clean and unclean, pure and impure. Mm -hmm. And then, life and death are in my hands. Uh, It's just a... uh, Sorry, I I warned you. It's kind of a favorite. Uh, It's just such a clear declaration of who he is, and of course, his desire as he works with his disciples Mm. for them to see, you guys, like, stop looking at just the resources you have around you. When you are doing kingdom business, you have the resources of the Son of God mm-hmm. on your side, mm-hmm. who has authority over all of these things. Yeah. All right, I'm pushing my mic I, away, because that was <laughs> way too much talking out of me. No, that was great. I I love I love this woman and her, her step of faith, but there's also a desperation here. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I, I've wondered, you know, she, it took, I don't know if it took 12 years. We recognize that at 12 years, there is this point of desperation where she's willing to even go to Jesus and, as you identified, make him unclean. Like, let's just test this. If he's the Messiah, maybe there's some healing here. Maybe I can Maybe I can touch him. Maybe he can heal me. Maybe he's the fount of life that I can tap into. And, um, and she gets that. Uh, but the amount of a fear that has to come to her when Jesus stops everything and says, someone touched me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I thought I could kind of, uh, you know, just reach out, touch his right. garment. No one has to know. I'm healed. He's Messiah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, she comes back, and in verse 33, knowing what had happened to her came in, but the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Mm-hmm. I love that. The whole, tr- you know what? I have been unclean, and I touched you. Mm. Yeah, you're my daughter. I love you, <laughs> and, and then, I want everybody to know that there's this opportunity to come forward and own what you did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The the same kind of opportunity that God gives to Adam and Eve in the garden. Where where are you? Right. Really? Yeah. Does God not know where they are? Right. <laughs> right. Come on now. And I think the same thing is true here. Jesus is like, hey, come on. Yeah. You know, identify yourself. What'd you do? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, I just, I think this is such a, a, a beautiful message. And and it is this constant reminder uh, for me, you know, God God does provide for uh, for us through doctors and medicine and, and those sorts of things. And I am not in any way saying we shouldn't go there. At the same time, what happens when we start with Jesus? Like maybe mm-hmm. reaching out to the the corner of his garment, maybe touching the hem of his garment is where we begin and not where we end. Mm-hmm. At the same time, 
I, I wonder what is going to cause desperation in our life to that point where we can publicly stand up and say, I, yeah, yeah, I'm all about Jesus, and I don't care how big this crowd is, right. I'm going to him. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Joel? Well, one serious and one still serious. Um, <laughs> I like the part, the the verse where... And he immediately, or he felt, he felt the power had had gone out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, the only understanding I have in that is like using a hammer and putting a nail into a piece of wood, and like, man, that felt good. But like, what would that to be Jesus and to know and to like, mm. like someone touched me, like that, like what? Right. And it's the hem of his garment. It's right. not like it, she didn't grab his hand right. or mm-hmm. his foot. Right. This is the hem of his garment. The other thing, I've been waiting for 22 episodes now to catch uh, both of you in the mode that we saw maybe halfway through the podcast. It was when Kenny kind of interrupted Matt, when Matt was kind of like in the height of his excitement about, you know... (laughs) Full ramble. Full ramble. So this is not a video podcast, so you don't get to see it, but both of their faces were going crazy. And I often refer to these two guys as like in a, a Christian frat where they just like geek out over scripture. And like that was a peak moment if you could have seen it. Uh, but it happens many times like in pre or post podcast times when they just start geeking out. And uh, it's really fun. It's really, uh, what's the word? Contagious to sit here and just listen. It's like, okay, yeah. this is good. You well, got, you guys, we do good geek out a little bit. This woman, this woman is me, right? Yeah. Like this, she's she was unimportant in the society. Mm-hmm. I am unimportant. I mean, yeah. I know that pride makes us all want to think we're important. But two hundred years from now, right? Despite the fame of this podcast, who is <laughs> who in the <laughs> no world doubt. is going to remember who I am? Nobody, yeah. right? In, in the grand scheme of things, like this woman, I am unimportant. Right? Like, like this woman. I'm sick. I've I've got the disease of sin. Like this woman, yeah. I'm unclean. Yeah. Right? But Jesus has touched me. He has cured me. He has made me clean, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I am no one of significance. Like her, her story yeah. is our story. Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And the the confrontation piece, that that coming to Jesus moment, I, I think it's invaluable because you know it's in that place that that we lay everything down and we know that we know that we know mm. that we were we were uh naked before god mm. you know we didn't have to hide you referenced adam earlier adam and eve and we didn't have to hide from him we we go before him and instead of him being a judge who says that's right you're unclean that's right you deserve to be cast out he welcomes us and calls us his child. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, mm. I love this passage. I love, uh, I love getting into the culture of it, and I love trying to understand my Jesus a little better uh, through it. And I appreciate you guys uh, just engaging and and talking through it with me. It is it is contagious. And Joel, you you were very kind to say that, but I, I I mean I think that the the movement of God, even in Studio A, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Friendship Church Studio A, uh, it, it, it's fun, and I, I see it in you, and I love that about you. So thank you, brothers. Um, well, thank you for joining in. Thank you for engaging, and I, I do hope that in a very real way, uh, whatever that need is, whatever that healing is that that you have in the depths of your soul, 
you find it in the Messiah today. We love you. Continue to grow. Continue to follow Jesus that we could all love, live, and serve like him. God bless you. Today we talked about a woman who was remembered throughout history who took her deepest, most embarrassing issue and gave it to the Lord, and instead of finding a judge, she found her Savior. What's your greatest need? What's your greatest hurt? What's your greatest disappointment or public shame? Jesus is ready to meet you with healing in his wings. Thanks for jumping in today. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast. Podcast.